The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Eddie George Talk Radio. Good afternoon, and welcome to Radio by George with your host, NFL superstar, Eddie George. For the next hour, Eddie and his guests will enlighten, empower, and entertain you. Now, here's the man of the hour, Eddie George. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's been a while. Yeah, I know. It's been a long time since I've been back. Been all all around the world, I'll tell you that. But it's good to be back, back online with you guys. That's right, this is live from Nashville, Tennessee. Got some great things going on in my life. I hope it's some great things going on in yours as well. Oh, man, it feels so good to be back in this chair again. Golly, I've been spending most of my life on airplanes, trains and automobiles and things like that. <laughs> For school, but nah, it's good to be back. I've been going for a while. Went to China over the past uh, the last three weeks. Went over to China to Tel Aviv. Went to Shanghai, um, Hong Kong, and I tell you what, Hong Kong is like. If you've never been to Hong Kong, it is like New York on steroids. It's it's unreal. The amount of uh, building that they're doing over there, and their economy is booming. I mean, it was a, a great, great trip for me. Very enlightening. Uh, met a lot of great people. I want to send a shout out to all of my my Hong Kong people over there in Kellogg. Had a great week with you guys. Uh, walked the, the the on the, the wall, the Great Wall of China. Walked 2.7 miles on the Great Wall of China. Unbelievable, beautiful views. Uh, and Tel Aviv, man, I tell you what, you know, if you love a great city to party in, and I know I was over there for school, but I had to let some, some steam off, Tel Aviv is by far one of the greatest cities on the face of this earth. No question. No question at all. You know, it, it was just so unbelievable. The people there were great. And and they were uh, hospitable, they were open, it was peaceful. And the things that you see on the news is not necessarily true. It really isn't. It's not as bad or it's not even as close as bad as people think. It's just like being in a regular city. But you will see somebody with a loaded <laughs> AKA-47 by your hotel room, and just in case something does jump off, just, just in case. But outside of that, it was beautiful. Had a chance to sit back, relax, watch the sunset on the Mediterranean Sea, you know, contemplating life. Walked in Jerusalem where, where Jesus walked, you know, where he with the 14 stations of his crucifixion. Witnessed where he put his hand when he was falling down with the cross on his back. I mean, it was beautiful to be there during that time. Had a chance to, to soak in 
float, literally float in the Dead Sea where you cannot sink. It is amazing. I was actually reading a newspaper on my back in the Dead Sea. You may think it's crazy, but no, it's the, I got pictures to prove it. I can post them. You know, I was, I'm going to post them on my, my Facebook page. You can go to my Facebook page at Eddie George. I'm on there. Dial me up. Look me up. I know everybody that's listening has got a Facebook. Facebook is incredible. So I'm going to post my pictures up. You can look at them. Check it out. You won't believe it, but it's the truth. Because the Dead Sea has 33% salt content and minerals. And it's like three times as much as the, the regular ocean. So you can imagine if... You go in there with like uh, open wound or you're shaved. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna come out of there screaming, top of your lungs, because it burns. If the salt gets in your eye. That water gets in your eye. It's over. But I had an amazing time overall. Again, I want to shout out my my Tel Aviv friends. Had a good time over there. I hope you're tuning in today. Uh, we have a great show lined up for you today. But as usual, I gotta you know brief you guys on up on what I've been doing across the world, what I've been seeing and doing and, and meeting people. Um, I have some great news about Radio by George. In case you are a late fan or you're a fan in general of the show, you can still go back and check out Radio by George, our previous telecast or previous shows on iTunes. That's right. You can get it on iTunes. Go to iTunes. Go to Radio by George. You can pick out your favorite shows, put them on your iPod. You can carry me around with you at all times so you don't feel neglected by me, you know? So when I'm gone for months and weeks and hours at a time, you can always dial me up. And it's free. That's right. It is free. I know people love free stuff. So that's right. You can go to iTunes, look at Radio by George. It's on the uh, podcast. And you can support that. I really appreciate it. Um, what else is going on in my life? My wife is kicking ass on Survivor. She is down to the last five people. That is amazing. You know, people didn't give her a chance, man. And you know, actually, I didn't. But <laughs> I thought she was going to be home in a matter of a couple of days. But no, nah, she's doing very well. I, I have to admit it. She's just playing the game extremely great. I thought in the beginning when she disclosed that, hey, I'm Eddie George's wife, they would kick her off immediately because they think that she doesn't need the money. But she, she's been brilliant in terms of establishing her alliances and holding on to the idol. And I, I mean, I've really gotten into this show since she's been on there, and I am surprised. My wife has got some skills, man. Not just like surviving and making a fire and things like that, but just just knowing how to get just drawing the goodness out of people and having them trust her. And then she'll slice their throat <laughs> the drop of a dime, you know. So she's the last person on there. And make sure you check out this week's episode because I could possibly making be making an appearance on there. I don't know, I'm not for sure, but we'll see if she makes it. I don't know, but check it out. It's a great episode. You guys will not be disappointed. Also, if you want to IM me at any point in time, um, you can go to Radio by George at Yahoo.com. If you have any comments, questions, or you just want to chime in on the conversation, hey, you know, hit me up. And also, we're twitting these days. That's right. You can go to Twitter, Radio by George. Just dial us up on Twitter. It's free. Hit me up. If you have a text message, you want to 
say something and you're at work, you're at your desk, and you want to get it off your chest, just go on your little keyboard and type in the you know, a little message or something like that. There's not too many characters you can use, so make keep it sweet and short, hey, and I'll get you up on here. So, with that being said, we're going to set up today's show. I have my uh, good friend, Dr. A.G., coming on with me in a little bit, and we're going to talk about um, relationships. You know, as far as, like, your mom and your parents. Um, you know, the reason for this show is that I had a conversation with my mom a couple of days ago. And uh, my mother has a very, very strong personality, like, you know, most of the moms out there. And she was in, getting into me, you know. She's like, you don't call me enough, and I need to talk to you at least twice a week, and let me know what you're doing. And, you know, I tune into all your shows, and, you, boy, you better be on it. And, hey, how's my grandson doing? Are you doing good by them? Are you making sure they're doing well? Because if you're not, I'm all up in you and blah, 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 Right? And I'm thinking to myself, here it is. I am a 35-year-old man. You know, I, I have a, a decent living. And here it is. My mom is still ripping on me, talking about uh, my program. If you didn't follow my program where you were 15 years old, boy, you wouldn't be in this situation. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Mom, you're the greatest. I love you, too. And, you know, it, it, this was the inspiration because I'm thinking, okay, here I am, 35 years old, family, kids. When does the umbilical cord get cut? <laughs> you know, when does it end? When does the, the whole ear full of drama and bickering and getting on you end? Does it ever end? And... I'm looking at it from two perspectives because, one, I am a son, my mom's only son, and I have two boys. And I'm wondering if I get that age, when I get up to about my mom's age, which is 26, <laughs> I'm wondering if I'll be like that with them. And I think the biggest question is, is it healthy for a relationship with your parents to constantly have them um, tell you what to do and guide you, but... In a constructive way, not, I guess it's how it's positioned. I, I can always converse with my mom, but it's always done from the perspective that I am the child. You know, your parents still view you as that infant baby they used to hold and change your stinking diapers and give you bottles and stroke your back when you were sick and have they have pictures of you when you were little naked and doing stupid stuff. And, you know, they always have that, that image of you. So I'm almost, really want to hear your stories today or any comments or any frustrations that you may have with your mom or your father where they still think they can control your life because, you know, you've got to have a reason to grow and to develop and find out things on your own. But on the same hand, I am a dad, so I can see how you can really get wrapped up in your child's life and lose your life and say, okay, you know, I need to get a life if I'm a dad. So we're going to talk about that uh, with Dr. A.G., who is our resident um, doctor, comes in on with some great stuff every single time she comes on. That's right. This is live. You have uh, a billion ways to get in touch with me. You have no excuses. You can IM me at Radio by George. You can twit me. You can you can give me a call on the line. You've got the number sitting right there in front of you, 866-472-5787. We are going to take a break, and when we come back, 
I expect to hear from you. I know you got some stories about your parents or your moms or, your, or somebody's trying to rule your life, but let me know if it's healthy and if there's a benefit to it. When we come back in two minutes, stay tuned. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. Do you know what it takes to reach massive success? Do you know that if you change your thinking, you can change your life? The Development Connection with host Amy Himes will give you the keys to reach ultimate success. Each show will feature topics to help you reach personal, career, and business ownership success. And you'll learn how to enlarge your vision to move ahead in life and within your organization. The Development Connection with Amy Himes is live every Monday on Voice America at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific. Listen today and move forward tomorrow. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. That's right. You got the number. You have so many ways to get in touch with me. You have no excuse. Now, we have a great show lined up for you today, and like I was talking to Dr. A.G. offline, she just mentioned, just reminded me that, yes, this topic is totally appropriate considering that Mother's Day is coming up. <laughs> so I still, now I have to scramble and think about, you know, what I have to get my mom and my wife for Mother's Day. So I'm on radio. thank you for reminding me of that, Dr. A.G. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, well. Yeah, it's Mother's Day, so it's really timely for us to be talking about the influence that mothers have on our lives. And one of the things that I thought was interesting is that you started off with your age and talking about what you've done with life. But I'm wondering um, if you think, and if our callers think, that we're um, we get to a point that we're too old to have to listen to our mothers anymore. Right. Because um, I really think that that's a good point to try to discuss. At what point do we get? So big, uh, so big for our britches, and I really think that mothers actually they can contribute something to our life at every stage because no, no matter how old we get, uh, they're still ahead of us and having those same experiences that we're learning new, but they've already been there and done that. But don't you think that at sometimes, at some like certain situations, that it can be a little overbearing and controlling on, on, on a lot of levels because. 
I have friends and I know people that their relationship with their parents it's changed since they've gotten gotten to a to an adult level mm-hmm. of maturity, and it's like, well, where's the freedom? You know, you you got your own apartment. You've been out of school for almost ten years. Talking about college, you got your own bills, and they're giving you an earful, literally, like as if you were seventeen. Right. That's you were on the brink of tears, like, you know, I'm not a child anymore. What's, that's right. What is this? Well, let me ask you this, because you did really well at Ohio State, and I remember you at Ohio State. We were there at the same time. There were a lot of guys that didn't do, I mean, they did fine in sports, but in terms of the kind of the off-field expectation of being a, a good scholar and a really good citizen, I think you were exceptional in that way. Mm-hmm. And don't you think your mother had a lot to do with that? She had a lot to do with it. Yes, I give her all the credit in the world. For yeah, well, you know, what studies have shown that um, even all the way up to undergraduate and even graduate school, people who have parents that are involved in their lives actually end up doing better than people who don't. So, I mean, it makes sense that uh, when we have a mother or even a father who doesn't just take us to college or take us, oh, you're 18 now, and they just take us somewhere and drop us off at the curb, we actually do better in life. So I don't know that I... Um, I start to wonder about at what point do their does their um, advice cease to be useful because you know, if it's helped us this long and it you know there must be something to it. You no, know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. Let me clarify that. I think advice is great. <laughs> advice, I'll take advice all day. Yeah. How it's positioned and how it's delivered is a totally different level. Okay. And I, I feel like that little rambunctious, defiant little boy in me saying, no, uh-uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it my way because that's the way it should be done because that's what resonates with me because I'm a grown man, Mom. Right. You know? right. And it's, it's tough because on some levels you notice know she's right, but then again, you've got to be independent. And I know now you're, you're dealing with some NFL athletes now. Some, are you dealing with rookies now coming in? Yeah, I was. Yes, uh huh. Now they're going to. They are. I know for a fact that their mothers are are totally in their business. Right. I know when I came out, I'll never forget this. It was a couple times actually, but this one instance. Uh, I just got my rookie contract. Uh, living in my own apartment. I've been in college. Now I'm a grown man making money. I'm you know driving a Range Rover. This, that, whatever, whatever. I'm in Houston at my own apartment. And my mom comes down for a few days to check things out. And, you know, I have a young lady come over to my apartment just to hang out, cooking out, whatever. And she's like, well, Eddie, who is this? And she cannot stay here. And this and I'm like, well, time out. Hold on. <laughs> right. You know, that's what I'm talking about. And I know, and I know for single men out there, that are 35 years old, they still got their moms, they're really close to their mothers. I know that they feel my pain. It's, so I'm just curious to know how do they deal with it, and especially for these rookies coming in. Do you even counsel them on the relationship with their parents? Because that changes. It yeah. really does. And, and, and it, can, it can either improve or it can get worse because now you have money that comes into play. You have a lifestyle, and you have pressure. But in the locker room to do certain things or be a certain way, if you're constantly calling the moms or dads, you know, it's not perceived as cool. So how do you talk to these young guys about the relationship 
with their parents, or, or even if it does come up. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting that you brought that up because I actually did a survey of um, nearly 400 uh, players that were actually going over to the development league when we had NFL Europe and asked them about stress and how they dealt with stress. And the number one way that the NFL players said that they dealt with stress or that, you know, their first thing that they kind of went to was prayer. So there was a, a large number of them that say they'd pray, you know, think about it themselves. And the second thing that they do is call their mothers. So there was a large number of guys that were still seeking counsel from family members. Yesterday got agents. Yesterday got trainers. Yesterday have coaches from high school. But some of these guys, you know, are still calling home to their mothers. So one of the things that I used to focus on really was helping people, you know, if mom is wise counsel, then, hey, we might want to continue to listen to mom. But if mom, you know, is not helping you do any better than you could do by yourself, then we might want to make this different decisions then. And so what I used to help them do was clarify all of their people in their life, from their mothers to their girlfriends to they, you know, their boys from back home and try to help them figure out who are the best people that you want to take advice from. Because everybody that gives you advice is not necessarily going to lead you in the right direction. Direction, and that may sometimes include mom too. So, what, do you, you so you don't believe that at any point in time in a parent-child relationship that it can be unhealthy? Oh, I definitely do. Oh, I know. I, I actually work. Yes, yeah, I definitely work with a player who's all of his troubles in his life up until that point were by family, um, family influence, just leading him down the wrong road. If there was a right path to go on, it, it was it was always a cousin, brother, or even a mother that was trying to tell him to go in a different direction. Don't listen to your coach. They don't know what they're talking about. Um, do this or do that, you know, trying to have him look and act a certain way that actually ended up costing him very heavily some um uh, you know some positions that he that he would have been. We'd all be here. We'd all be listening to this guy or talking about this guy at this point as a success story. But right now, that success is yet to be realized because of bad advice from his family and his mother was a ringleader. Wow. See, yeah, that's the point that I make. You know, <laughs> as far as when you do have family, a heavily influenced, and they don't necessarily. They, they've never been through. They don't know. That situation yeah. Before, as far as getting drafted. Or getting coming into um, a situation where you're getting paid tons of money, you're um, yeah. you're a celebrity, and a lot of times I see mothers become celebrities themselves. Wow! So like like it, it, yeah. do you have a brother? Yeah. So it, your brother could be a celebrity because he's Eddie George's brother. Well, I don't have a brother. But, but if you had a brother, if I had a brother, oh, of course. I mean, of course. well, I have an older sister, and she's. She doesn't care, you know. She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't go off and say, oh, I'm Eddie George's sister. People don't look at her like, who? <laughs> you know? But uh, but as far as certain mothers. Oh, you know, the mothers. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, mothers, they take on that personality like, you know, yeah, this is my son, and I wear his jersey every Sunday. And right. I'm privy to this, that, that, whatever, and I can do anything I want to do because that's my boy. Yeah. And Don't you think a mother has earned that right? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I, I mean, on some levels, um, yes. you talking about a mother, a mother can be excited Going to the school child. and telling your teacher off if she need to and, you know, protecting her son and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. But does that behavior... You know, when people, if people are saying, your mom's a little out there, 
she's um, really uh, overwhelming, overbearing. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, so how do you tame that? Yes, on every level, she's your mom's sacrifice, worked ten, twelve jobs, and cried <laughs> over you, prayed over you, um, encouraged you, held you when when things weren't going right. But again, at what point in that child's life or that young man's life does it become not a dictatorship, but more of a of a friendship and understanding, and allowing the son or the daughter or whoever mm-hmm. to make mistakes, but not be there and say, "Oh, I told you so," because you yeah. didn't listen to me. You see what I'm saying? I think there does come a point where there's a changing of the guards between the adults and, and their parents, and and I think that at some point, uh, oh, well, at all points throughout our life, there's still some deference that we pay to them. But you're right; we have to be able to step out on our own, make our own mistakes, make our own, you know, successes. Because sometimes they, sometimes they can only take us so far. You know, I, I've worked with. Um, Athletes have worked with students whose parents didn't even go to college, like never stepped foot in a, you know, college one day. You know what I mean? So there's going to be a limit to how much advice they can give them about what they need to do in this situation or that situation. And that's what I'm wondering too, from like your callers and uh, people that are listening, like what's the best advice that anybody's ever got from their mother? And then conversely, if there's anybody who call in with the worst advice that oh. they've ever gotten their mo- from their mother, I'd be interested to hear what pe- what your callers have to say. Wow, that's that's interesting. The worst Worst advice you ever gotten from a, a mom or your dad or a, a uncle or something? That's, that's right. tough. I mean, you know, advice. family, family, they can they can be extremely supportive or yeah. draining in a lot of situations because you, you don't have anybody else that you trust. You don't have anybody yeah. else that 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 you know who's really been through that experience. And yeah, that's true. Yeah, no. and, and sometimes with family, you know, other family members can be easy marks. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they, they know you're good for the money or they know that if they do something to you that, you know, it's not like you're not going to talk, you're going to stop talking to them or whatever. So sometimes our relationship with our family, sometimes it can be toxic even and not healthy um, in the way that they might treat us or, you know, those kinds of things. So some people out there have those kind of situations too and I'm wondering if they were calling about it. Yeah, you say that like for instance there's one young lady who um who's, who was brought up by her brothers so to speak. Mom and father they died at an early age. And till this day she continues to try to please them. Mm. She went on to have a better life. She's doing well for herself. Um she's uh She's a great mother, you know, but she still she still tries finds herself trying to please them and give them something that they never had. I mean, is 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 that a situation where you know is that is that healthy for that individual to try to please and to show them that you know monetarily that you love them and supporting them and bringing them down on trips and whatever whatever is that is that is that 
Well, you know what? It, it it can be healthy if you're doing something and you feel good about it. It's it you know, an easy test is if you're doing something and you feel dread about it. Uh at the end of the activity, whatever you do, you don't feel appreciated, uh you don't feel any more loved and you don't feel enriched from it and you might even have uh lost money as a result of it, then that's that's a good indicator that it's not really um something that's good for you. You know, they say you know, God love it the cheerful giver. So if you're able to do something and you feel good about it in your heart, no matter how they respond to it, then you just let good stand for itself. But there are times where you can you're able to tell if something is not good or not working, um, uh, not working for you in terms of stuff that you might do for your family. Okay, well, Doctor Ag, we want to take a quick break. Okay. When we come back, we're going to talk more about mothers' relationships. You know, when is the time to cut the umbilical cord, or do you ever cut it? All that and more when we come back. Radio by George. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. This is Rebecca Mathias, President of Motherhood Maternity. Did you know that in America today, one in eight babies is born prematurely and more newborns die from premature birth than any other cause? Well, solutions are within our grasp. Together with the March of Dimes, we can find the causes of premature birth. It's time for us to do more to help moms have healthy, full-term babies. Join the March of Dimes and moms across America. Sign the petition for preemies at marchofdimes.com slash petition. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. That's right. Welcome back to Radio by George. You can also hit me on Twitter at Radio by George. I'm twitching as we speak. So I'm putting out a mass email, and here we go. Sit. Wow. All right. That easy. Okay, Dr. Ag, back yes. on with me. We're talking about when do you cut the umbilical cord um, with moms or even 
not necessarily mothers, but fathers or brothers or sisters um, that have nurtured you through life and, you know, at what point do you uh, claim your freedom, so to speak, or if it if it is cool to claim your freedom, and how yeah. do you deal with the, the, the roles um, switching from mother to son and you have a, a grown man and a mom, and how does she deal with that and how does he handle that because there's a great deal of pride on the line. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, there, there's some some natural progressions of uh, you know how we we um, separate and 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 um, identify ourselves distinctly from our family members, from our mothers and our fathers, and so that we go through part of that throughout adolescence. We go through that if we you know leave home or even go off to college or whatever. But you know, I think a good test for figuring out how do we um, determine when we should cut the cord is you know looking at how it impacts things that matter to us. So if you're in a relationship and, you know, it's impacting your relationship and, hey, you want to stay married, but mom is making it hard to stay married or, or dad is, you know, in your business a little bit too much, you might want to consider that. Um, if you're trying to make decisions about what to do with your life or your business and, and your parents are giving you advice, I mean, it's good to take the advice, but there may come a time where you might have to break away from that or make your own decisions and kind of make your own way. But I think the best way to do that is to kind of really smooth it with whoever your family members are. And um, I'll give an example of my own self. When I lived in, uh, when I was at Ohio State, I stayed in an apartment off campus in University Village. And um, for some reason or another, I was always a kid that had money. Um, you know, my family called it lucky, and I called it going to work on Monday. You know what I mean, getting a paycheck. But they were just like, oh, you always have money. Well, I always work. So I would um, do all of these things, and then uh, my brother and his girlfriend moved in because they and they couldn't find a job. My sister was there, and she was in law school. She couldn't work because can't work as a first year law student. And so one day it just hit me like I'm taking out care of all these grown people, and I'm just a college student myself. So I decided to move out. And my whole family was just really upset with me, um, and they just felt like I was abandoning them. I was like, no, I'm trying to get stronger. If you think if you think getting money from me now or having me help you out now is, is a good thing, you'll really think it's great if you let me go. If you let me go off and do bigger and better things, I have more to offer and more to share. And, and true to life, that's exactly what happens. So if you have to break away from family, if you make it seem like, hey, I'm doing this for all of us, or you find a way to work it, then it can uh, you can break away and it not be more stressed because family will guilt trip you. That's the moral of that story. They will give you a hard time. If you feel like you're doing something and breaking away from the pack, then, you know, sometimes there can be a lot of fallout from that in terms of your family member's reaction. Yeah, I know, I know. They'll look at you and say, you know, you've changed. You have? Really oh, that's true, changed. huh? Money Did you get that from when you made it to the NFL? People are like, oh, you're different now. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's not, you know, and it's tough, but you know what? You have to change. You are going to change. Yeah, that's problem. true. And if you don't, then, then you might not be in that in that position for very long. If you don't change, let's call it changing, evolving. If you don't evolve, right? Right, no question. Now, now, there's one situation that we kind of talked about off air is when family, um, so to speak, does you wrong. Yeah, yeah. And so recently I've been talking to different people about situations with family, and I was just so surprised how many people are um, victims of identity theft perpetrated by their family members. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but I mean, think about it. They'd be the easiest ones to be able to do it. They would have your account information. Hey, I'm not, but I'm not giving anybody any ideas. I hope there's not anybody out there listening, thinking, "Ooh, I could do that to my sister." But 
you know, set up things in your name, you know, uh, you know, take the phone bill out of their name and put it in your name, you know, so there's just things, you know, not the, there's uh, everything from mild, you know, uh, you know, accounts in your name to, you know, egregious acts of identity theft, open up checking in accounts, or, you know, really can happen for, you know, older people or, you know, people who have a lot of trust and, you know, who more to be able to be in a position to do that than your family members who you probably give ultimate trust. So, you know, sometimes they can they can be not only just a, maybe an emotional responsibility, but they can also be a legal, financial, and emotional burden that you got to really be wary of. So you go through the situation, you know, someone takes your identity, mm-hmm. you're betrayed, you're hurt, um, someone may have uh, stolen money from you or not yeah. back or whatever. As As a family member, or someone very close to you, like your mom, dad, whoever, how do you get beyond that and have a great relationship? Is it wise to... (laughs) I'm glad you added that, because I I don't... um, I think wise was a great um, statement for you to ask. Is it wise? Sometimes it isn't wise. Sometimes you have to, I won't say cut the cord, but but make this be a lot of distance between you and that person, especially if that person is having an impact on your life that's keeping you from what you need to be able to do. Um, and I think as we look at different families and how families interact, I mean, Everybody in your family, we hope that everybody in our family loves us and wants us to see, see us do well, but not everybody wants to see us do well, or even if they want to see us do well, they don't even know how to help, you know what I mean? Um, and so some of the stuff that they do might be hurtful um, instead of helpful, and so it's really important for us to be cognizant of that. And, and you ask, how do we keep those relationships good or how do we repair those relationships? And I think by putting some time in between us and the situations that might have occurred, but then also going back and, and being firm about who we are and what we're going to be. So maybe you may have come from a family and your family may drink a lot, and maybe you decided you're not going to do that. Well, you might have to have a no-drinking you know, policy in your house. And maybe for the first few holidays, 4th of July, nobody comes over. But over time, maybe they will, you know, as long as you stand firm about that. But, you know, that's why um, parents teach us as we're growing up in what's called the formative years so we can form who we're going to be as adults. And, you know, they hope that, you know, for any parent, I think any sane parent, we hope that our kids uh, turn out better than us. You know, even if we think we're good, we want them to be great. Um, So we really want to make sure that we try to have good relationships with family members that we can, but then when it comes to a point where we got to make a different decision and we need to create a plan where we can reduce the negative impact that they may have on our lives, yeah. but still love them and still we, pray for them. Well, you know what? I think I'm about to try that this year. You know, hey, no, no alcohol in the house, no drinking, no drinking. At, you say you don't drink. You see who comes up. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, nobody would show up. My house would be empty. You can hear. Been dropped in this bad boy, but um, no, I I think you're absolutely absolutely correct. But you know, let's just delve a little bit deeper into the healing process mm-hmm. you know, um, for the individual, even for the relationship. Um, yes, and- I think yeah, that's a good thing to, to look at the healing process. My um, my next my book is coming out in September. It's called Tears to Triumph, and if people want to know more about the book, they can go to soulsofmysisters dot com. Um, so it's being published by Kensington Press, and in the book we're dealing a lot with relationships. You know, people who've had to. Um, one of the great stories in the book is of a woman whose daughter kept running away, 
and eventually, you know, and she gave her daughter everything. She moved to a better area so her daughter can live, you know, uh, amongst, you know, the, the type of people that she wanted her to, to live her life like. Uh, she worked an extra job so that her daughter could go to a private school that she could barely afford. Um, she she didn't drink. She didn't cuss. She acted a certain way. She didn't date certain guys so that her daughter would grow up in this almost perfect environment. Um, and what her daughter ended up doing was rejecting all of that and running to the projects and uh, and 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 hanging out with with people that her mother tried to keep her from all her life. And then her daughter ended up getting pregnant and then coming back home to her mother and moving in. Um, and her mother really had to go through a process of, you know, what does this mean that this, this child has come back to me? And instead of seeing it as a curse, she sees it as a blessing. If it hadn't been for this, this new life in their lives, then she wouldn't have had this new relationship for her, with her daughter. And her daughter would have never had this insight that she now has on Oh my goodness, I see everything you did as crazy as I thought it was, the curfews, the the limiting my friends, the keeping me off of text messages and Craigslist and stuff like that was because you were trying to make a better life for me. And now now that daughter sees that because she's going to have her own child. And so those kinds of examples help us to be able to see, like, you know, um, how sometimes we have to go away from family or people have to go and do their thing. And that was that was really hurtful for her, for her daughter to do that, for her daughter to run away, you know. Um, she thought her daughter had been abducted. She didn't believe for a second her daughter would willingly leave this great home she provided for her, but, you know, there are times a family can come back around and heal, but each person has to be able to decide what is this new relationship going to mean for me and be able to, you know, uh, love each other in that new reality. Now, you mentioned something, you know, one word in there, the entire story that, that stood out. Her mom created an environment to perfection. Wow. What I did. is perfection? What is perfection? You know, and there you go. That's and awesome. And you said, she said curfews and the That's best exactly schools right. and the right people, but yet and still yeah. her destiny to do what she wanted to do, correct? She she felt in her heart to go the opposite way because her mom, what she thought she was doing was providing her with the best, the perfection, and she rejected that. She did. But how, so as a, as, a, as, a, as a father or even as a child, because my mom was the same way, and... I know that my sister rejected some of the things that my mom did because it was so uh, how it was positioned. How it was you need? I don't want you to make the same mistakes I made. I want yeah. it better for you. And the mother or the a parent can make it put that on that child so much that the child can't deal with the pressure. That's true. Okay? So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to delve a little bit deeper right. into the root. <laughs> of the relationships between moms and children and and all that when we come back radio by george ask the experts call toll free right now 1-866-472-5787 Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question that's 1-866-472-5787 thank you for calling voiceamerica.com 
There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it rattle me. It's scary around here, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to get me. I'm always wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com you're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Welcome back to Radio by George. And before we... I interrupted by a break. I thought we were having a really, really starting to go there with this. Uh, we left off with uh, making the perfect situation for your child. Right. Is that what you, what you, uh, what the child thing did? We start to reject your ideas, reject everything that you're saying. So, as a parent, how would you suggest you create a balance where the environment is conducive for that child to? have her own experiences, but yet be open enough and feel confident enough to go back to your parents and say, you know what, these are the mistakes that I made, without the parent uh, being upset and saying, you know what, I told you so. Mm-hmm. I told you. And that, I think those, the, the, those words are so can, can crush a child after making a huge mistake and coming back because you immediately cut off that, that line of communication with the parent as trust or nurturing or, yeah, you know you made a you know, tremendous mistake, but where do, you, where do you go from here? Because that's what life is about. It's about having these experiences yourself and going through it. You know, it's like you mentioned in your book about the daughter coming back home uh, to the mom and saying, you know, now I understand. 
Yeah. But does not- that child feel indebted to her mom now? Like, okay, I can't, I can't live my life because my mom knows everything because I made this huge mistake. Well, you know what? I think, too, that, that part of what you just said is interesting. I think sometimes our parents don't want us to make the same mistakes uh, for a couple of reasons. One, most parents, you know, want to see us do bigger, better, more than than what, what they ever had. But, two, the consequences that we face are not only ours, they're our parents as well. You know what I mean? If they love it, uh, love us and they're in it with us for the long haul. So so this woman, she didn't have any. She tried to help her daughter to um, see a different path, and her da- daughter went off on a whole nother path, another road altogether. Um, and so the daughter ba- brought the baby back home, so they're raising the baby. So sometimes our, our parents, our family members, they do that for us because they're going to share the consequences with us, is, you know, um, which is why they try to help us to make different decisions. I, I know um, certain situations that you know I grew up with and other people have grown up with, where they necessarily um, you know fighted with their parents, but never really had that great relationship. Mm-hmm. And now, to this day, um, things have changed. Mm-hmm. And I guess moving forward, if you're an adult and you don't have a strong relationship with your parents, but you seek that, I believe the first step is to forgive. And yeah. Within forgiveness, is try to understand where that person is to that day and how you can move forward and still have an open, honest um, relationship where you can be uh, can speak your mind and be constructive and and guide. But I guess coming from a different place, you know, almost yeah. uh, on a friendship level, you know. So that's that's how I kind of see it. Would you agree? Yeah. I think that that forgiveness is is really key too, and being able to go back and there may be some things in your life that you feel like your parents should have did this or they should have provided you with that, and then you know now that you're here, now that you're grown, now that you only have your own family, sometimes there can be resentment, you know, associated with you know some things that you felt like you did or you didn't get, you know, that that you wish you did or you didn't have uh, in your life, but. You know, I think that the thing that helps with that forgiveness, Eddie, is when you have your own life to live or your own children and you see that one day they're going to be looking at you in the same way and the, and the types of things that, that we try to provide for our kids so make it different or better than our lives back home in Ohio. And then, you know, they could turn around and say the same thing, you know, and say, oh, my mother, you know, I always in, in a summer educational program when I just wanted to run around outside or, you know what I mean? So, it, you know, it, it could be... We'll learn, we learn too. Sometimes when we have our own children, we uh, end up understanding better and respecting more what our parents tried to do for us. Sometimes, I think, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Now, in your book, uh, what's the title of it again? Tears to Triumph. Tears to Triumph. What yes. other stories, um, in terms of relationship, can we expect to get from your book? Well, another one, a really good relationship story that's actually in the book is about um, a mother and daughter who were, um, uh, the daughter lost her home in a storm and the mother had bought a house um, in the same area and the daughter ended up having to move in. But what's interesting about that story is the daughter had felt like she was, you know, kind of liberated from her mother and, you know, had her own life and her own structure, ways of doing things. And because of the, you know, the, the, the actually was a hurricane that hit her house, she found herself back at her mom's home. You know what I mean? And so you never know when mom's going to be needed. You never know, you know, and neither one of them even knew 
how things were going to turn out. You know, they just knew that they were in it together, almost like as if they'd as if they'd never been apart. You know, and so sometimes we actually come together in that way. So that's one of the stories in the book that's got a really strong mother daughter relationship. And another thing is the daughter would have her own symptoms of worry, of doubt, and, and, and it was the mother who picked out the symptoms and said, you should talk to a doctor about it, and it ended up being depression. Mm-hmm. And even the you know what I mean? Like the daughter didn't even recognize her own symptoms. It took her mother from the outside looking in and say, you should take care of yourself or you should check on yourself. And those are the things sometimes where we go, oh, mom, I know, you know, I know myself. Um, I know myself, but like our parents have sometimes said, I know you better than you know yourself, you know, and so this was a good example example of that and the mother never thought in a million years that she would be able to come back in while her daughter is in her 30s and and take care of her little girl again but she was able to do that and it ended up being a you know they ended up being stronger as, as a family because of it wow that's 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 so deep yeah what inspired you to write this book well inspired, you know what because there are so many stories that I could tell my own and then a lot of my uh, other female friends, you know, just the things that that we've been through that people, you know, you read novels and stuff, but then people would be like, you never will believe what happens in real life, right? What people go through, what they, what they overcome, what they get over, you know, what they, what they work past, you know, um, you know, things from relationships to, to jobs. There's a woman in my book who, Cried every day at her job. She'd go in the bathroom, cry every day so she could come out and do the job that she needed to do. Uh, but you would never know it, like, cause she didn't show it on her face or, or people struggling with illnesses and they still get up and just drag themselves around and get what they um, need done or, or family members who've lost people who've lost family. Look at my doorbell. Uh, family members who, who've lost, um, who've lost, um, people in their lives and instead of having that grief overcome them, but use that grief as power. You know, and, 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 you know, for some of the, the, the women I've talked to, they started foundations after losing a child, you know, and instead of letting that, 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 that sorrow and that, that, that terrible pain that they are sure to experience just take them over, they've used it for good for other people. And when I hear these stories and I talk to these women, I'll sit there and be crying as I'm talking to them, and I can't even imagine where they get the strength from. They don't even know where they get the strength from either, but they make it happen, you know, and so that's what our book is about. Tears to Triumph. It's about how women take the worst and make the best of it. And in this economy and in this time, I don't care where you live, there's a woman and a man that's doing that right now, figuring out a way to make a way out of no way. Now, that's a quote from my mother. That's what she used to say when I was growing up, make a way out of no way. So that's what this book is about. That's beautiful, and I can't wait to read it. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm looking forward to you reading it, too. I'm going to send you um, send you some uh, advanced uh, content from the book, too, because I, I want, want you to read it, and then I would love to come back on the show and talk to your um, listeners. We actually did a survey of women about their, their concept of tears and crying, um, and if people want to hear more about what we're doing with the book, they can find, out, find us out at soulsofmysisters.com because that's the imprint that's actually um, publishing the book is Souls of My Sisters. Okay, and they're soulsofmysisters.com? Soulsofmysisters.com. Just like the book that your wife was in, Souls of My Sisters, about, oh, goodness, uh, six or seven years ago at this point. So Souls of My Sisters is an imprint under Kensington Publishing, and the focus is, you know, totally on how women, uh, you know, women are just holding it up and holding it down, really. Um, and so this, this book really focuses on some of the women that have done that, and I bet their stories really mirror a lot of the women's stories that are um, that, 
that listen to your um, radio show as well, just Everyday Heroes. That's what the book is about. Well, beautiful. You got the plug to the book. I appreciate you coming on, Dr. A.G. Thank you yes. for a great conversation. It went by so fast. Yeah, and Hopefully you can come on in the next few weeks and go in-depth about your book and, and really change lives. Um, that's it for the show. In case you missed it, you can go on iTunes and go to Radio by George and listen to today's telecast. I'm Eddie George. Until next time, same hour, same place. See you next time. Okay. All right, Dr. A. Bye-bye. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of Radio by George. If you have a question or comment for Eddie and just can't wait until next Monday, you can email him at info at radiobygeorge.com. Selected emails will be read on the air so your voice can be heard worldwide. Be sure to listen live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 